bang 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 Is it? What are the nodes of? Uh, are you getting cherry? Are you always getting original almond? Are you getting grape? Are you? Well, I guess grape. It's a, it's wine. So, hello everybody. We'll get to our introductions momentarily, but I've I've drank the majority of this bottle of Lambrini, which I have not drank in maybe ten years. Was it two pounds twenty? Yes. Is it 57 calories per 100 milliliters? That's yes. amazing. Is it vegan? Yes. So, listen. <laughs> judge all you want. I, I've explained the social, socioeconomic, cultural Impact. significance of Lambrini. <laughs> um, and I... What what would you... What did you like? Oh, it I to? said for, for, like, US listeners, based on the information that you shared, it's akin to, like, an Arbor Mist... Or maybe even like a Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> oh, that, I mean that's getting WKD Smirnoff yeah, Ice territory. Yes. So but in the era, if, if I think about things I drank when I was fourteen, that's that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, yeah, and that's exactly it. Do you think these days fourteen-year-olds are drinking like White Claws? They're not a big thing in the UK. I think so. Like the hard seltzer. Wait, hard seltzers are not I mean, big in the UK. I mean, not really. You can get like a lot of like pre-mixed beverages, like a Jack and Coke in a wow. can. That's like big... you guys are missing out. Uh, a lot of people really into pink gin, but I mean, I've had the pleasure and the privilege of having a white claw thanks to you. <laughs> so anyway, you want you want to hear the notes on yes, this Lambrini? Please. So we have gone for the Lambrini lightly sparkling, always original, the classic one flavor, with no artificial colorings, flavorings, or sweeteners. Enjoy chilled. It doesn't really say what anything flavor? about any notes what, whatsoever. What does it taste like? It tastes like a sparkling white mm, wine. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's a sweet one. So here's the thing, guys. I went down post-apocalyptic Tesco Express before this. See what beverages I could find myself because I was hoping that Jana would also get drunk with me. But it's like <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon where she is, so best not. Or do, you know, because, you know, we ain't going to no. work tomorrow. And... I'm usually a rosé drinker when it comes to wine, but rosé was all out. So then I'll go for a white wine. The reason being, I do like red wine, but I like red wine chilled. Mm. And often when you buy it in the supermarket, it's like, because a lot of people drink it, obviously, room temperature. I And I wanted to imbibe straight away. So I was looking at the white wines, and I didn't know what they meant. Like, I, I'm not a wine aficionado. I'm not a sommelier. And then there it was, £2.20. Lambrini, and I was like, do you know what? Because that's the thing as well. I like a sweet wine. And so I was like, Lambrini is sweet as fuck. That's a teeth rotter if ever I've heard of one. <laughs> fuck it, let's party. And do you know what, guys? I don't regret it. That's a good £2.20. I haven't spent a good £2.20 like that yeah, in a while. There's so no regrets. Bottoms, bottoms up. Chin-chin. Chin-chin. I wish I was drinking. I was just saying. Chin-chin, guys. I have not. Yeah. It's <laughs> earlier in the day for me, so I'm not yet drinking, but I hopefully will be. <laughs> But it's good to be the sober one steering this ship, steering this podcast. Nice, you designated driver. 
Um, <laughs> I am the drive. My name is Alice. <laughs> my name is Gianna. And together we are abroad. 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 Quarantine edition. You know it. This is the quarantine edition. So, you could probably um, make a nice little quarantini with. Do you know what, Gianna? That is not the first time that I have not made. I have definitely made the quarantini joke and it's i yeah i'm down with it consider lambrini quarantini i love it quarantini so in all seriousness we wanted to get on here and have a chat make each other feel better but also talk about some serious things that are going on right now just the world is in a very strange place right now and Mm -hmm. we have listeners all over the world so it's really interesting all over the world renowned of this podcast we do. is we do listen our third top country listener is japan yeah. other than our home right. countries number three is japan not canada not ireland right. japan yeah. so this podcast is dedicated to all our japanese absolutely. listeners what's up hello absolutely <laughs> so obviously over the past probably definitely since we recorded the last one but not as mm-hmm. much in the social consciousness as it is now as the coronavirus that we're all dealing with. And it's kind of funny because Alice and I are obviously used to having our friendship online, but it seems like <laughs> every friendship and interaction because of social distancing is now online. So we thought we'd mm-hmm. kind of go through the stages of grief that we're experiencing, I guess, and uh, <laughs> just everything going on. Starting with the Lambrini Quarantini, and I'm jealous. Yeah, ugh. Listen, come visit in, I don't know, like... Two years. July, (laughs) when we're allowed. And I will buy you a whole bottle of Lambrini for yourself. I think we both realise that every single conversation you've probably had in the last two weeks finds its way back to this subject, because COVID-19 is all-encompassing. And yeah, it's really having a serious effect on the world. And we just wanted to talk about it, how we feel about it and all that. I want to add a little soundbite in here really quick to just kind of give everybody an idea of the state of anxiety that boomers across the nation are experiencing. (laughs) Here's just a clip. I am home. I have quarantined home back to my abode in South Jersey and fleed the epicenter of New York City, which is experiencing a lot of crisis right now. So here's just a a soundbite into the life I've been leading for the last week. That's not what the news says. Really? You know, it's like... Every person has died. I didn't think you were going to play it. I thought you were just going to hear it. Seeing the news every five seconds. You gotta, you gotta go. I don't listen to the the (laughs) the action news. Sheer panic, sheer panic, folks. That's what (laughs) is sweeping the nation. And again, I think a lot of us try to find humor across Twitter and other avenues, but obviously, it is a very serious situation we're dealing with. And we're going to talk about the privilege, you know, that we both experience in in this as well. But I think Alice and I both have unique stories to share in that I think both of our countries were pretty slow to form a, mm-hmm. a, a proactive mm-hmm. response to what they knew was happening. Yeah. And also, we both work in very different industries, so our work home lives have been impacted very differently. 
if you guys are listeners of the podcast you may know that I am a full-time student I'm a full-time mature student that is finishing up university currently I'm in my last year and I'm also a part-time worker in a coffee shop so work in the service industry so full-time I guess (laughs) I know oh my gosh (laughs) thank you Uh, I like part-time barista full-time creative that's uh that's a fun line um but yeah so I I guess my role in society is a two-pronged one so in regards to my university which I don't think is a unique university experience currently happening but my university has been cancelled like uni is done Uh, I still have deadlines I still have to hand stuff in at the same amount of time my course is very coursework based I'm doing a graphic design course but like I am no longer allowed like on campus the larger campus I'm currently on like a I'm on a sort of smaller campus than the main one that one is staying like open but very restricted so the library used to be 24 hours now it's like 9 to 5 Monday through Friday and I imagine that they will be limiting the amount of people that can go but all teaching is online I had my first like tutorial a couple of days ago and I'm having like workshops all online and stuff which for me, I guess with my course, there'll be some courses where it's frustrating because you can't go to the library and stuff like that. Whereas for me, it's a little bit different because I do a lot of work like using like Adobe software and stuff like that. So the digital side of things like that doesn't change because I still have my laptop, which I would have anyway. What does change is because my university offers a lot of facilities like screen printing and woodwork, metalwork, my final project has had to take a change because I was planning on using some facilities that are not available to me in my home. It's one of those things that, you know, my tutors, I I think, are trying to be glass half full about everything and they're sort of saying, you know, think creatively, like, think outside the box. And I was explaining to Gianna before we uh, hit record that it's like, it's not that I can't think outside the box, it's just I I wanted to use this equipment because uh, for me, like, I'm not planning on doing a master's or anything like this and this season of my life is ending. So... I really wanted to, like, this last semester, like, really go for it and enjoy and be present. Yeah, I would say sort of since January, I've been really, like, enjoying my degree and sort of, like, finishing it out and, like, putting my best foot forward, but that feels like it's been taken away from me. Like, I don't know if I will graduate. I don't, like, have a graduation ceremony. I certainly won't have one when I think they were planning on doing it. And I just feel like I haven't been able to say, like, goodbye to my course mates or my tutors. And really, I I feel like in regards to, I think, I mean, my uni experience, but also this at large, I still feel like I'm in a little bit of shock with everything. Because it's all happened very quickly. And I think maybe other countries felt slightly differently and were a little bit more on it in the UK for, like, a week and a half. It was kind of like, yeah, it's a thing, but nothing really changed and then everything like changed very quickly right. i would say in like 48 72 hours things drastically ramped up right. and were taken a lot more seriously and it's the same with my work as well so at the beginning of this week we were doing takeaway cups and like having in mugs but you couldn't bring in your own paper cups sorry your own like takeaway cups or have you like reusable cups to us now being fully closed and like there was when like stages in between close? that. Like how long have you been not working now? So on Friday, uh, so basically um, Boris Johnson has been doing daily sort of updates mm-hmm. on situations at 5 p.m. every day. And on Friday at 5, he so said yesterday. for CAF. Yeah, so yesterday um, said for like 
restaurants, pubs, cafes to close unless they're takeaways. And so like at that point, what happened with my the particular business that I work for is from that point, like we sort of like told like customers to leave and we sort of did like a standard close. And then people have been in this morning to like, you know, donate food. So a lot of the food for the company that I work for it has been donated to like the Salvation Army and like we tried to get like milk to like food banks oh, and stuff wow. like yeah, that just so it wasn't wasted you guys have in the yeah store. because yeah right because like deliveries were still in place or like or like we're gonna come no matter what like it doesn't matter if we were closed like the delivery was still coming yeah I think a lot of people were there to sort of like into get the that, afternoon yeah, today get that sorted but yeah so like with work it's been interesting because you just see it get quieter and quieter. Right, so you're really only on, like, day one of your quarantine because you've been to work this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize that. You know, thankfully, I'm, you know, not in an at-risk group. Up until now, I feel absolutely fine and all that stuff. So I was happy, ready, and willing to go to work. In my particular store, we had two people who were out due to, like, sort of self-isolation and stuff like that. You know, I, I feel like there was a lot of sort of like, we can get through this, we're all in this together type attitude with work, so. And now it's until further notice. Right, yeah, we haven't been given like an open date at all. I think that's the craziest thing too, it's it's all so uncertain, so there's not like you can say, mm-hmm. even like that was part of what my parent soundbite were arguing about, like the misinformation and like right. staying home for two weeks isn't enough, that's just like a start of it really. But it's not like it's going to go away at the end of two weeks. So I think that's... Obviously, I understand leaders not wanting to set people in a panic. But people are already in a panic. Oh, for sure. I don't know. It's it's not like, again, it's more about slowing it down and not... At least from what I understand, it's about slowing it down and not overwhelming hospitals at this point. Just so that more people can get help when they eventually do get sick. Because a shit ton more people will get sick. But saying two weeks it's really it's kind of laughable because it's going to be longer than that but luckily you were saying that right you were still getting paid for at least a set amount of weeks which is yeah nice so for me personally again for the company that i work for they have committed to paying my contracted hours for at least the next eight weeks and in the uk the prime minister said that he will or they will pay if a business is not able to pay people's wages uh, whilst being closed that they will pay 80% at least of their wages so which is you know good I guess but you know like up until that point even before that announcement from the government a lot of people had been let go for their jobs or had been yeah basically laid off I think you're in a you're just in a privileged position within the service industry right now oh 100% 100%. I feel like so many more people will lose their jobs immediately like just yes absolutely so obviously you're still in a unfortunate situation but the fact that you know that you have eight weeks paid right now like the u.s isn't fucking doing that like at all like maybe for a massive corporation but i don't know it's just so it's gonna really hit people hard for sure like i am fully aware that in like the cafe industry that I work in, you know, like, I think some people are like, oh, like, everybody, like, gets COVID. Like, it's not this big money maker that people think that mm-hmm. it is. But also, like, I know I've absolutely dodged a bullet with the company that I'm currently working for. And there would be 
some like business owners who like have like a small coffee shop hire like three people and stuff like that and it's like it's you know like I've seen like people online saying about how like oh I've got an email saying that I'm like a valued and privileged member like a valued member of the team but a paycheck that says otherwise you know and there would be some business owners that wouldn't care but there would also be some that do, yeah. but are, like, faced with a right, tough exactly. decision of, do I pay my rent, or do I pay these people who have not technically worked? Right, right. Like, I think it's it's which, it's not even amount of being greedy, I think, for a lot of small businesses. Right. It's just, like, literally mm-hmm. not having the funds to be able to sustain and pay your employees any longer without government help and right. assistance. For sure. That's wild. How about you? What's your working situation? So I obviously work in New York, which is where things have recently really picked up, which we knew was going to happen just by the sheer incestuous nature of New York City and the lack of sanitary uh, options and subway and public transportation and the millions and millions of people who live in the city. So I feel like we were all kind of aware of what was going on but again you're you're taking cues from your government and from things you read and and i don't think that the momentum was here early enough either so i was still taking the subway and still going to work and like i think early on my work had this sort of plan where we were before things got serious we had this communication that was like we're gonna do a work from home week which is gonna be our test to see that like if this situation got worse like would we be able to handle it but of course like that test week ended up being our real week. And now it's because uh, in New York, the governor recently passed, like, I think an executive order to close all non-essential businesses and kind of mandate work from home. And so essential businesses are only hospital workers, grocery store workers, Mm. banks, and I think laundromat was even on there, which is true. But besides that, we're pretty much mandated if you can work from home you have to and luckily I work in an industry where I can do that so all Mm -hmm. basically for the last week and a half it's been work from home for me which has mostly been fine I'm getting used to just constantly talking to people on screens and video chat which is which is fine obviously again privileged that I am not in immediate jeopardy of losing my job I still am getting paid like everything's fine right now but I think it's the uncertainty of like I work at a small agency we're not really prepared for not getting business for an X amount of months so the nature of my industry is client based and clients don't necessarily care about the services that we're offering at this point because we're not an essential business so it is something that I'm trying not to worry about immediately but again I because of you know, U.S. government assistance is just so poor. Like, I think one of the rumors or something Trump was fucking saying was, we're going to give $1,000 to, like, every American. $1,000 in New York City is not even your rent. So they haven't... Well, and also there would be some places in the U.S. where... Because there's such a Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So $1,000 is so much money. Absolutely. Like, $1,000 in Alabama is a lot more money than $1,000 in New York City. So... Right. And as far as I know, I've heard some things about stopping mortgage payments, but I haven't heard anything about stopping rent payments at all. So... Yeah. And and for me, that's not a problem right now. But if I lost my job, it would be. (laughs) And... Right. And the thousands oh, yeah. of people that have already lost their jobs are dealing with that reality right now. So it's just 
what's kind of bothering me, I know we have to go on as business as usual and the leaders at my company have, you know, taken time to talk to everybody and try to make us feel comfortable, but they have a prerogative to like keep things moving because it keeps us employed. But it's also the flip side of that is like, hey, this isn't a normal situation right now. So should we all be working like 45 hours a week like (laughs) usual? You know, I Uh. think everybody should be getting a few mental health days right now to just sort of like take in what's happening. Right. Because like you said, you're in shock. I think a lot of us are still in shock of what's even going on and adapting to that. And luckily, we're both in situations where we can adapt. We have the technology to adapt and we have the resources to survive. Mm. But I don't know. It's it's just kind of I understand why we have to move on as business as usual, but it's it's very much not business as usual. Like, <laughs> and I wish, right. and I think longer term, like I want to find something that I can do to actually help. Aside from like, I've been trying to like look at small businesses that I can help, or what can I buy online that will right. help, you know, somebody I care about, or even like a friend of mine that I used to do. They used to teach yoga. Like she's out of a job. She's she's so she's doing like virtual yoga sessions where it's like pay what you can like just donation based which i think is really cool right kind of like what your what was it nigel was saying yeah people are getting creative about how they can produce which is which is great right yeah no i've seen a lot of like tattoo artists like making prints and stuff that you can buy because obviously you know if you're getting tattooed you're pretty up close and personal with a lot of different people and yeah i mean I think a lot of people are sort of, you know, as you say, like, getting creative with it and sort of seeing, you know, adapting to what their circumstances, if they can, if it is sort of stuff like um, a service base, like, for example, like being a yoga teacher or like a personal trainer and stuff, like, what can you do remotely? Or say, I don't know, you could like do like a rental system on like equipment that you have or whatever it may be, but, you know not everybody is in in that situation because also at the moment we're talking about and thankfully both of us are healthy and like not sick so you know like if my work was still open i would still be turning up and putting yourself at risk every day so absolutely whereas you know there are obviously some people who are sick and it's like you know again thankfully neither of us are in like an at-risk group or or what have you, but it's like, if you want to take um, my partner, he is A, in an at-risk group, and B, works for the NHS. So it's like, that's a double whammy of, like, danger. Yeah. Um, so even having somebody sort of close to me, and obviously, you know, like, elderly people that, you know, I love and care about, not that you should just think about the people in your immediate family, you should be thinking about society as a, as a collective. Yeah. You know, like... But even, like, if you were still going home, going to work next week, and then hanging out with him, like, he's at risk. You know, mm. yeah. What I've said to him is that I was just like, "You are steering the ship." Like, if you like, because the reality is, like, due to like his like family, like they live uh, far away. Like, he doesn't live in his hometown or anything anymore. So, like, the reality is, sort of like getting shopping and stuff. If he was in isolation, would fall to me. Which, by the way, I like. I don't have a problem with it at all. Obviously, you know, I've I've sort of said to him, like, you are driving the ship. If you don't want me to come over, like, I will not be remotely upset like this isn't a fucking game (laughs) um so you know whatever you want to do until you feel uncomfortable then fine like i'm actually seeing him tomorrow so and in in any way that i can help obviously i will do that and it's really hard too i think especially as 
the information has ramped up over the last week or so. Like, I was telling Alice before we jumped on the call, like, nobody is actively trying to hurt people. Or I mean, there there are some people that are, but I just mean, like, (laughs) we can only act according to the information we're receiving, the the people you're talking to, the media you're ingesting. Like, so Mm -hmm. I understand why people are coming really hard with, like, stay the fuck home, you know, this rhetoric of, like, stay the fuck home, like, you're you're putting everybody at risk. Like, I understand that, but there's also, like, A, people who can't stay the fuck home, and B, mm. we're just making the best choices that we have, erring on the side of caution. We're also just taking cues from our government leaders and everything like that. So if there aren't laws in place early enough, people are only making the judgments that they think and doing the best they can, right? Like... I remember I was saying like last week when the situation was pretty different in New York, things weren't shut down yet. Like I was hesitant to go out just to a normal bar or something on a Saturday night. And it was very much not a normal Saturday night, but a couple of my friends and I for her birthday, like we got a karaoke room, which was like a private karaoke room. But that's, there wasn't really this like social distancing mandate that it was as, as strong. So And, you know, looking back, like, should we have gone to a public space like that? Like, no, we shouldn't have. Like, I didn't think about all the implications of that. But at the time, it just didn't seem like the weight of that decision wasn't as large. You know what I mean? Whereas now, obviously, a week later, every bar and restaurant is closed and that's not even an option. But things, like you said, are just changing and escalating so much between 24, 48, 72 hours. And, like, we're all just trying to keep up. (laughs) Right, and I think also, like, with both Bristol, where I live, but also in New York as well, there's a lot of small businesses as well, which are already, like, working on a knife edge. Mm -hmm. And so when it's like, you know, you see two different rhetorics, which you you see merit in both of them, in both the sort of, like, going going out unless it's, like, absolutely necessary, or, like, going out, like, not as much as you would, like, being more considerate with it, but also, like, support small business and help those who are obviously being affected by a lot of less people going because for a while in the UK it was you were told to avoid these places so in a from an insurance point of view these places if they chose to close they could not claim on their insurance for loss of business due to sort of like enforced regulation so it's like do we close and just like take the hit can we see through that or do we stay open and then you know, yeah, there would sure there would be some places who are like trying to make a quick buck, like, oh, okay, everywhere else is closed, so we're gonna definitely stay open because, you know, our competition is down yeah. or whatever it may be. But yeah, it's just like sort of whilst you you know, I, I you know, I do wanna support small business and I do wanna help that out, but I also don't wanna make people sick. Right. And it, it's sort of like for I think for the last week until there has been this like shutdown, like, no, it's gonna be closed. Right you know you've had to make those informed decisions because you know i went out for dinner on monday night like i can't i'm not gonna pretend like i didn't like funnily enough i was gonna go to the theater so my boyfriend for christmas 2018 bought me tickets to see we will rock you (laughs) and on monday like i met him after work and this is like he finishes work at five and as it stood like the show was still going on like there was no like we Mm -hmm. were like paid attention to like the the daily update and so like we went for dinner 
and then we like sort of like went along to the showing and an hour before the showing was supposed to like well the doors were supposed to open they made the decision to cancel to close yeah so yeah i think it's like two hours in between and um well and how long is it has it only been since yesterday that actually like bars and restaurants are closed in the uk yeah so that's that's pretty late honestly Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. new york it was last yeah it's been a it's been a week now since everything's been closed but obviously the rate of i don't know it's just it's all fucking crazy but like yeah i was at a bar last week i got dinner last week i you know i did a lot of things last week that which is kind of funny because like i think you now like this being your first day really home and like truly social distancing Mm. like i want to see what your list looks like on day four of like random shit that you've done at home because i have kind of like a list of just funny things i can share on a lighter note but it doesn't have to be right now yeah i see a lot of things online and we're, we're all just getting really like overwhelmed i think with media which we have to be to stay informed but to really sift through the bullshit and what's fact and fiction is actually really hard even for like educated people so for uneducated people like i it's it's a thousand times harder to like actually understand what you should be believing and what you shouldn't be speaking of media online how do we feel about the response to coronavirus from, you know, yes, our world leaders, but also celebrities and sort of public figures? How do you feel about the celebrity rendition of John Lennon's <laughs> Imagine? What are your, your thoughts oh on God. that? I definitely didn't watch the whole thing. I saw that, what, blow up a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's just we're learning so much about capitalism right now, like honestly, day to day, like even as far as like which businesses am I on an email newsletter and am I getting an update about how they care about us and coronavirus and all like I don't know if you've gotten the last two weeks I've gotten oh, yeah. like an yeah, yeah, email yeah. from every fucking company and I, even like there's certain businesses that are capitalizing on it, like businesses like. Old Navy or clothes, clothing stores, they're like, stay comfy, work from home, like, get, you know, your latest... It's, like, very <laughs> bizarre, and I understand everything's a business, but it's, like, damn, dude, like, tone deaf. And which, going to the celebrity thing, like, I just think it's a little tone deaf, like we were talking about. I yeah. think the intention is to spread positivity, but the actual reality is you are all so out of touch with the actual sheer panic that, yes. panic that a normal yes. citizen is experiencing of... Again, you and me both not immunocompromised. Like, even me, I don't want to go to the store. I, I feel it because it's what what am I spreading to other people? Like, what am I spreading right. to my parents? Like, what am I spreading to my nephew without realizing it? They're not they're not shopping for themselves. They're not out here in the world mm-mm, mm-mm. experiencing that whatsoever. And I think you mentioned like Idris, Elba and Tom Hanks, like having access to tests. I wouldn't even know the first thing to do if I... All the shit I've read about, like, if you actually have symptoms and if they're not that bad, it's just, like, stay home. It's not get tested. It's stay home unless you literally can't breathe. (laughs) So. Yeah. So. What do you think? I mean, I think, you know, I have very similar opinions with the sort of, like, the the celebrity hodgepodge imagine (laughs) fuckfest that graced my Twitter feed a couple (laughs) of days ago. So, listen, I think... 
with there was all the best intentions involved in this i don't think anybody thought of anything i don't think they wanted a negative impact whatsoever again i've watched up to kristen wig and then i switched the fuck off because i was like what the fuck is this but the thing is is what for me how i view this is like okay so these people are you know maybe like okay let's lift up the public and how can I do that? Is it with my millions of pounds I could donate to an organisation on the ground boots on the ground, grassroots trying to help out these people, can I donate some money to a food bank in my local area but yada yada yada, there's plenty of things that you can do with that cold hard fucking cash that is sitting in your bank account and whilst you're sitting in your fucking sweet ass mansion. Why I I haven't, unless I'm mistaken I haven't seen any big name celebrity be like i'm donating a million dollars to x like i don't see that happening i see like no some musicians doing concerts every day and live streams every day where they're maybe donating to Mm -hmm. a particular cause like i saw ben gibbard doing that every day death cab but donating to some like shelters in seattle because they're having like a really bad outbreak right now so like that's that's the extent of what i've seen but i haven't seen any big name like jeff bezos or whatever say, I'm going to donate a million dollars to X. Like, why isn't that happening? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, Miley Cyrus, I know I mentioned to you before, like, she's doing, like, a daily, like, almost like a radio show every day. And because she has the, her Happy Hippie Foundation, which I think, I mean, traditionally, I believe they help out uh, homeless LGBTQIA plus youth, particularly in LA. I don't know. Like, I mean, she's talking about it all the time. So I, I think she's obviously maybe potentially redirecting their their sort of mission statement currently. I'm not 100% sure on that. But she's somebody that I've seen doing something, I guess, more positive and is very much, like, in the forefront. But, like, in regards to this, like, fucking video, right? Like, again, as I said, like, I believe all the intentions were good, but it's just, it's tone fucking death. It's like, you think that how to make the general population happy and uplifted is for you to sing me a little fucking song totally out of context like using john lennon as like a catalyst for this yeah imagine there's no people bitch i've I've been in my living room (laughs) like what you what are you talking about i just oh my god and like that's the thing i was just like how self-centered completely unrelated to the the situation do you have to be that you think this is a stellar fucking idea and if we can take anything from this fucking situation, it's eat the fucking rich. Yeah, absolutely. Like, socialism might actually fucking happen. And that, my friend, I am happy yeah. about. But fucking you singing John ass fucking Lennon, I am yeah. not happy about at all. It's just like, how fucking stupid do you think the general population are? How light and... F- oh, I, as I said, like, you know, I'm certain... I'm sure the intentions were good. But the... The reality is not that for a lot of people. And again, like, Jan and I are speaking from a... Like, we have roofs over our head. If our rental situations don't work, we can move in with our parents. Yes, is there all the nice foods that we like at the supermarket right now? No, maybe not. But we can afford food. Like, I know of food banks who get usually run out of schools that are not happening right now. And it's like, what? And, you know, in the UK, and I I don't know if it's statewide or like an international, I'm an international, a national thing in the US, but like children who 
like and families with kids who want to have free school meals and like rely on that service how is that being delivered to them like how are they going to feed their fucking kids if you work in the service industry and you know your child you've worked your job around your child going to school so you've got childcare effectively like they're being looked after like there's so many like pieces of life that have completely like come apart with this situation and you singing me a little fucking ditty isn't solving that situation you know and you know again like sam smith um breaking down and like crying on uh on their instagram i believe like again like i personally don't follow any of sam smith's social medias like he's i did not see this yeah i mean it's one of those things like i don't listen to their music so i personally don't follow their social medias or anything or what have you you know wish them all the best and everything but you know it's just they're not on mm-hmm. my radar but yeah they um broke down and like cried about the situation on their uh, social media and again whilst everybody i'm certain is feel like you know there's a degree for everybody of anxiousness yeah, helplessness sure. uncertainty like and i don't want to say that their experience isn't valid because i'm sure i'm, I'm certain all these people are feeling like this regardless of your socioeconomic status but again it's like are you posting this because you want to feel connected to people because you breaking down in your million pound mansion and posting a video like that is like this is really fucking serious again is it like are you trying to find like human connection with this are you trying to show your fans that you 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 are understanding too because actually what you're doing is showing how far removed you were from the situation and yeah so i mentioned about the idris elba thing to you so again i don't wish i you know i quite like idris elba i don't i don't wish him to be unwell i don't you know like i think he's a great actor but so in the uk as well like i I mean i don't know where you're listening from in the world but currently as it stands you cannot get a coronavirus test unless you are already sick in hospital. If you are sick in hospital, they may well test you for coronavirus. Like, I could not, as a citizen, like, I personally don't have private healthcare, maybe, and I imagine that probably is very different if you do have private healthcare, but as somebody who uses uh, our public healthcare system, I could not walk in and be like, do you know what, I'm worried about coronavirus, can I have a coronavirus yeah, test, no. please? I couldn't get one. Frontline NHS workers subsequent nhs workers who are obviously working with sick people can't get these tests they are not like they are not like the flu shot that you can go and sort of get if you're in an at-risk group or what have you or you work in the nhs you can go get your flu jab. it's not like that at all so for idris elba who says in his own video i wasn't showing any symptoms for him to get a test and for it to come back positive what's going on there like what you know again as i said i don't wish idris to be unwell i don't but what the fuck is happening that you have like who have you paid off so that you can get a fucking test there should be like a way where we can just like mail people tests at home to be able to take and like the fact that Mm -hmm. we are so behind on testing and like access to testing and that the solution is at least in the u.s the what i've all of i've read is just like stay home if you feel sick and not not go actually get tested like that's a big problem. But it keeps numbers down, doesn't right. it? I also think that's part of it as well. Yeah. Oh, it, oh my God. You know, Every one time like... I've seen a stat of like, I think New York is like 10,000 right now, has 10,000 cases. That is so wrong. Like, I'm so certain that that number is actually like 100,000 right now. Like, there's just no way right. that even like the delay of, okay, say a hospital gets a case, right? And then they're getting tested and people aren't getting results for days later. Like... And then that confirmation is positive. 
how are we updating public records so frequent? Like, uh, that's kind of shit I want to know. Like, how how are your numbers coming yeah. in that fast? Like, I just think there's such yeah. a delay with with actually confirmed cases. Yeah, I, I do. I do think in in part, like the whole like, confirmed cases thing. Like, so I I know somebody who very much believes that they have coronavirus. Like, they're staying home. Like, they feel really achy. Like, they've got like all these like they've got fever. Like, all of it. She definitely thinks that that's what she's got going on. I know for a fact that she's not a confirmed case because she hasn't been to the hospital. She stayed home. And it's like, I'm certain there's a lot of people who are in that situation who are like, okay, man's got the corona, so I'm staying home. But again, it's they are not adding to these figures. And I think, again, it's almost for like sort of global national clout to be like, oh, okay, we don't have any more confirmed cases today. Whereas like, but that's but that's not the reality. It's like you're having these people suppress and potentially not get the help that they need. Again, if it's sort of, you know, thankfully, like with this sort of virus, it's if you're sort of in a, you know, fit and healthy and sort of under the age of 60 or whatever it may be, you know, you've got a very good chance of, yeah, you're having a shitty couple of weeks, but you're, you're going to live. It's not fatal. Right. Whereas, um, and like a lot of fatalities, particularly in the UK, have been people that are over the age of 60 or have pre-existing conditions, which sort of like, if it's like autoimmune stuff or what have you. So, yeah, I just think in part, that's definitely a part to play with it. Like, I think accessibility and, like, cost is one yeah. thing. But also the other part of it is to do with, yeah, I, I think, like, sort of the international stage and not wanting to look like... Who's responding slowest? Who's, like, who's the most infected? Right. It's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's one of those things. It's, like, on one hand, world, like, or country leaders, they want to, you know keep things going as normal as possible like personally we currently have a right-wing government in power so you know a lot of their benefactors will be sort of rich-ass white people who probably don't want the business cogs to stop turning so that they can continue to make money so i truly believe i truly believe part of the reason why restaurants cafes and stuff stayed as open as long as they did in the uk was because conservative benefactors were insurance companies and sort of um people who worked in insurance back the conservative party so obviously if they have to then pay out companies insurance like i know this sounds a little bit conspiracy theory but i just fucking eat the fucking rich i'm fucking over it to be honest Uh, i can't pretend to even like be polite about my socialist agenda anymore i just i mean also i was reading things the other day like how lucky i was like looking on ellen's like instagram and like she's got her own shit people like were hating on ellen so much on twitter the other day it was kind of hilarious but how lucky you are to be bored there are people that can't get cancer treatment like i i have Mm. a friend of mine whose mother is very very sick she has brain cancer and she's pretty much on hospice and like nobody can visit her nobody can come see her she's Mm. and god forbid like funerals right now you can't you couldn't even like how are people even getting buried? Like, you, if, if all public gatherings and all these things are, like, there are some real people that aren't yet not even going to be able to, like, grieve their losses properly. Right. Because of this. So, like, every time mm-hmm. I'm bored or going crazy at home and, like, you will soon experience, like, obviously it's a personal challenge and an adjustment, but it's so small in the context of what's sure. going on. And also, I think, like, with that, like, I think perspective is a wonderful thing, but I also believe that people should be able to process how they're feeling. Absolutely. Like, so 
you know, like, I think there have been times for me where I've felt that I haven't been able to, like, express my frustration in the situation and express my helplessness in the situation because I feel like I can't do anything because I can't in regards to, like, helping the situation. But you do that through talking to your friends or talking to your family. Perspective is key, you know. So shifting to the last couple minutes here, I think perspective is really important and something I know we've both been thinking about. What are some things, like that we hope come from this, I guess, in a positive light to end positively. And like, even from a social consciousness perspective, I know that mm. I kind of made this like joking, like activities in quarantine, playlist, not playlist, uh, like list of things that I've been <laughs> doing. But it really is just like, is an exercise in mindfulness also, like to realize how quickly things can get out of our control. And mm-hmm. so like the last few days that I've been home, just working from home and not going anywhere else, I've I've been trying to just take some time to unplug a little bit each day. Like, I've been reading more. Right. I added some highlights to my Instagram. <laughs> that was something really small I did. I reorganized the apps on my phone. Do you utilize groups? Because that is something that I've been doing a bit, is utilizing groups on my phone. Like, these are obviously jokes. Uh, right, right. But, like, just little, little things. Yeah, so I think for me, again, I feel like I'm being very pessimistic in this one. Maybe it's the Lambrini that's gone, <laughs> it's to, gone me, to her head. <laughs> the quarantini has gone to my head for sure. But it's like, there's a few things where like I've seen, again, I feel like it's maybe going back to the point I'm almost done, I swear, complaining about fucking rich people. But when people talking about like oh like taking this opportunity to breathe or what have you again that's you know a very privileged position to be in like privileged position to be bored mm-hmm. and again i've seen a few people talking about how like mother earth is breathing again like this is an awakening right. oh, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the dolphins are in the, the, the canals lake. in venice again and all this stuff right yeah and it's like whilst again you know i'm a fucking vegan like that shit i'm all about you know what i mean but Again, it's context of, like, are we looking after the less fortunate in our society whilst this is happening? No. Like, yes, this is something we should shine a light on and it's great. And maybe moving forward, we can have a more greener practice and take this more seriously as a collective society. But whilst we're having people who can't feed their fucking kids, let's, you know... I I understand that people are trying to find the light in the situation and they're trying to always look for the light in this. And, And I don't want to discourage this, but I'm just trying to you know get my head around this just as much as anybody else again another thing i've seen people talking about is like i guess this capitalist agenda that we're all fucking used to is let's really seize this quarantine like i'm gonna have like and be doing like home workouts three times like shakespeare wrote king lear during the plague like what the fuck are you producing in the next couple weeks like bitch what right right exactly No, but when it's like people are talking about, oh, like I'm going to reorganize this and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I feel like, again, that's, on one hand, I know for sure that that is going to be my life as well. Like, I'm not going to pretend like that is not something that I'm not just going to stare at a wall for fucking four months. But i like, finish that book, like write that screenplay, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whilst I understand that, it's also like, that's the capitalist agenda yeah. that got us into this fucking position. We don't always need this to be position. We don't always need to be producing. We don't always need to right. be keeping busy at work. like in that way and also if you think about it if potentially our government looked after us a little bit better maybe we would have time to do all this stuff that we would do if we said that we don't have the time to do it maybe there doesn't have to be a global pandemic for you to write that screenplay that you want to write right. you know 
if we had something like universal basic income you could have a part-time job along with universal basic income and then also enjoy a creative endeavor wouldn't that sound fabulous i do as well like hope that this changes the social consciousness even work Mm -hmm. flexibility right so many people are being forced to work from home something that so many companies give people a hard time about or have given people with Mm -hmm. disabilities a hard time about for such a long time so now that we're forced to work from home i hope that in six months from now when somebody wants to apply for a sabbatical or says hey you know what I actually would really, it would just really help my schedule, it would help my health care, or like child care, it would help this situation if I could actually work right. remote three days a week, and that not be a big deal. I hope right. that, and that's a very small example, but like, I hope that it changes work-life balance, and like, oh, for sure. And in, in that capacity, and I think that it, it might, unless we just do for what sure. we always do, which is make the same mistakes over and over again, <laughs> as a nation, as a as a world. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I think, like, there's a lot of people who, like, you know, whether it is a disability or whether they have children and sort of what have you, if you've ever suggested to work from home, it's been, well, we can't do that. Like, we can't facilitate that. Like, that that can't be done. But, oh, when it's, you're going to lose out if we can't work from home, suddenly, magically, all these programs become available and all these options become available, whether you're using your own laptop or whether you're using a work-given one. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's like magically when like, oh, the mum of two has been asking whether she could work from home on a Thursday afternoon and you've laughed in her fucking face. Oh, guess what? She's working from home for the next four months. So Right. Or going back to like giving kids lunches like this. I know that that was a reason why New York public schools were open for so long is because they were worried about, you know, kids not getting their lunches. The fact that we would stay open in a global fucking pandemic to feed kids because we don't have another basic way to do that, that's insane. And hopefully that that alone sheds light on, like, a homelessness issue, a food pantry issue where, like, that Mm -hmm. should never be a problem for a child to be able to get a meal. The fact that public schools being open was the only way to do that is absolutely bizarre in a modern society. Mm -hmm. Like, right in, in a more economically developed country right, as well right. like, like it's just yeah it's really sad and i think we all just need to do what we need to do a little bit every day to like have our own perspective recognize our own feelings like you said but also just have some time to breathe and like meditate on our own privilege and experience and like what what we can do in our personal lives to help mm. others and again like when talking about like privilege and stuff like I I don't want you to think that I'm looking at you like well how dare you be sad because you know someone's got it so much worse than you like I I, the last thing I want to do is make anybody feel bad about sort of my perspective it's more what is what are our world leaders doing for us what are our country's leaders doing for us as a collective society if anything comes from this that is positive I really hope it's a a social change in regards to working conditions, working expectations, expectations on a society, I believe. Hopefully, this is a dramatic shift yeah. because, yeah, I think I I think you can make a drinking game. Drink your quarantine right? the amount of times I've said eat the rich. <laughs> oh my God, literally. Yes. <sighs> because I'm just, I'm sick of this shit. So we'd love to hear i know like that we were saying earlier we have so many listeners from different parts of the world we love to 
Absolutely. hear about how you guys are impacted, how your day to day is changing, and any tips, mental health wise, physical wise. I know I'm not rushing to the gym anytime soon. So, like, any kind of small <laughs> changes that you are all making in your daily routines that maybe Alice and I will start to do. For sure. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? Stay safe. Wash your stay hands. Stay safe. St- stay sane. You're you're valid and you're lovely. On a lighter note, one of my saddest. Not, I'm very aware of me being single at the in this quarantine. Like, <laughs> I'm so lucky that I can stay with my parents and have family and that I'm not alone. But like, damn right. that that right. end of the world sex right now. I hope that you're all having it. I hope that you are all experiencing that joy <laughs> because I am not. So do that for me do yeah. that for me dating <laughs> dating in quarantine is like why, i imagine a minefield what, what is this like i'm gonna have get rid of tinder know, you don't oh, need it's it gone. it's gone it's gone i really do think it is the end of the world as we I, know it i'm trying to be glass half full i really hope that as you say we continue to make the same and same same and same, same the same. same mistakes again and again but i hope uh, I know I feel like I've been a bit of a Debbie Downer on this. It's but hard I to just make. I mean, like... I think we wanted to make it funny at some points, but it's not. It's really not funny. So it's hard. It's no. hard to make a subject that's so serious, lighthearted, and I know a lot of this is probably repeating things that you guys have heard already. But we just wanted to kind of come on and say that we're thinking about everybody and really just trying to get through this together. It's the only way. It's the only way we know how. Yeah, for sure. Stay safe. Stay sane. Email us. Email us at dearaboardaboard at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, particularly if you are faced with a bout of loneliness right now. Um, thank you for listening. You're valid and you're beautiful and you're lovely. Please get in contact if you feel like you want to reach out. Absolutely. We will absolutely love to hear from you. <sighs> it's guys. the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. And I feel Question fine. Mark, I do. <laughs> love you guys. Over and out. Love you. Bye. Uh, we shall speak to you soon. Bye.